Hello everyone, this is Mark Guy again with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to another session here with my friend John. Hello John. Hello Mark. How are you? I'm good and it's great to be with you today. It is excellent. Always spending time with my friend and actually spending time with the audience. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast and furthermore I want to thank everyone for reaching out to me on social media, specifically on Twitter and getting the information and questions uh, for future podcast episodes. And for people who don't know, I can be reached at Speak Brave, uh, Mark Guy at Twitter, or on Facebook. I always welcome uh, your questions and your responses, because this is what we do. This is the community. This is not about me talking. This is all of us talking about issues that are important. Mm -hmm. I agree. And thank you, by the way, for always bringing quality to these conversations as well as things that we can build our lives upon. Appreciate that very much. Well, this is it. Um, I think I, I have mentioned this before, John. It's about people connecting with other people to make lives better. Mm-hmm. This is what it's... I mean, this is this is a useful life. No matter how... Let's say you are introverted or you're extroverted. No matter where you are fall on this range of your self-perception, you need people. And people need you. Yes. There, there's just no way that you can operate in this life alone. Isn't that right? No man is an island. No man is an island. John, I want to talk about a topic that is, has been on my mind lately. is about how to become a more complete person. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I always thought of myself as a businessman. I mean, I went to my undergrad for finance and uh, international business and economics. And... A lot of my life decisions I have based on the return on investment type decision. Oh, okay, what is going to be my investment and what is going to be my return? I always did a cost-benefit analysis. You're a bottom-line guy. Always. I mean, I, I ask a question. And I feel that when I first started in life, I think, in my early 20s, and when I was a student at college and right after, when I think people actually thought I was very rude and maybe insensitive. It may be cold, but the reality is that is not who I am. That is not who I am. It, it just that way of thinking may have pushed some people wrong way and maybe have pushed them away. But in reality is I really do care. It just took me a while to get to know who I really am. But yes, I am bottom line kind of guy. Are you the same way? How do you approach life? It has been for me more of a of a process of change because the first thing I had to do was come to grips with who I was and to know who I was I first had to know what I could do well and what I could not do well and then I had to have guidance and wisdom from others to be able to know to work on the things that I could make beneficial to myself and to others and avoid those things that would alienate others. So for me I've been a work in progress and also I was was a late bloomer too. I didn't really get into the area where my skills were best usable and my talents the most appreciated. But that's okay. This is what life is all about. It's a a journey. It's how you go. It's it's when you stop and you think, you know what? I want to throw in the towel. I want to end this. And I don't want to go anymore. I think this is the juice in life. Yeah. One of my friends gave a speech a few years ago and actually changed my life. She said, the juice is in the leap. Is if you go higher, you reach for even higher ground. That is the juice. When you make up your mind to stop and you think, you know what, <laughs> this is all lost, I think that's dangerous. 
that's dangerous. When you stop learning, that's dangerous. More so than taking risk. Yeah. I mean, if you take risk, at least you're living. At least mm -hmm. you're living. Yeah, you, you're going to fall down. You're going to have a bruise. Maybe your ego is going to hurt. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Get over yourself. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. How many times have I been told to get over myself? Oh, is that what you really think? Okay. <laughs> is that really? That's people have been telling People you have actually told me at times, you get know, over get yourself? over yourself. Uh, well, what do you think? Why do you think they say that? Because they're insensitive or they just don't care about your problems? Or? Some are insensitive, but I think the ones that really care about me say, you're focused on the wrong thing. Okay. You need to begin to understand that it's not just entirely about you, but it's, it's about not. you and how you relate to life and how you relate to people in your life. That's right. And you actually brought back uh, into the focus of this episode because how to become a more complete person. I mean, there's many ways to go around it. I mean, you can invest in your education, you can invest in the community, you can invest in your relationship. For me, I was fortunate enough that I just told you, for me, focus in life was business. Focus in life was revenue, focus was achievement. Mm -hmm. But then, I, then a few t <laughs> my life take a few turns. I got a divorce and uh, some other mistakes and disappointments have come about. And I found myself, believe it or not, a leader at church. Did you know that, John? No, I never knew that. Yes, yes. I actually, I served as a youth pastor. You did? Yes, I sure did. Now, you see, I never would have thought that you served as a youth pastor. Well, you know what? The things that you end up doing in your life are just unexpected. I mean, yes. I was going into business school and tried to be a business and, ser and held several businesses successfully. But then I just found myself in the position of being a servant, being a servant to others. And I believe that experience have enriched my life. And I just want to point out, if you, if you always think about the bottom line, if you always think about in terms of profits and cents and profit margins and return on investment, I think you are incomplete as a person and not that interesting. What, do you what is your take on that, John? Actually, I agree with that because what people are looking for is they're looking for people that would be transparent. And transparency to me is real. You're open. There is nothing about you that is hidden. You are who you are no matter where you are and what group of people you happen to be among. Well, that takes courage. That's genuineness. That's right. Okay, but I just want to differentiate. You're talking about transparency. Uh, some things you don't want to reveal, or maybe they're just too dangerous to reveal to mm -hmm. the strangers. I mean, what are you talking about? Transparency is, is how you approach everyone, that it's always the same, or you, you have the approach of um, being openness and sincerity and honor. What are you talking about? I want to be. I, I like want to understand. the I like the openness and sincerity thing because I believe, I believe that people have something worth saying and something worth being heard, and the opportunity to be able to meet and connect with people, is one where you let them know I'm not here to tell you just about me, but I'm here to find out about you. I want to see what uh, causes you to be infused with energy. What frustrate you and what you want to accomplish and I might have something that I can offer as a personal experience that they can sort of develop a camaraderie with me around because yeah you understand you've been there you've done that I like that tell me what did you do and I say well tell me what you did and what happens is that we become friends and we also become peers and I pick up great value from listening to the words of other people and their experiences in life. That's but right. I also learn through these being willing and 
being willing to approach and to be approached, I learn who I would rather just stay away from because in this life you've got to protect yourself in you terms do. of the potential toxic consequences of wow. negative people. Oh, now, is do that, I is share, that right? Yes. But if I share everything about myself, no, I don't mean it to say that because there are things that are best kept hidden right because they provide no benefit to me and they okay. provide no benefit to the listener so you've been discerning what you reveal yeah discernment and it's so, a wisdom thing okay. it's so, it's a life experience thing that i've learned but still at the front of your mind is being open yeah i have being to be open and being accepting uh, or at least have a default setting in your mind think okay this person that i want to connect with have their best intentions and then you watch and then you see their behavior and then you adjust have you, you been, have you ever been called a social butterfly? Have I been? Called? Yeah. I have been called many places. <laughs> I've been called many different things and names. Social butterfly, probably no. But I have been called as someone who can connect well with people. Okay, that's and, that, and that's a nice way of saying so it. So that's and, and the reason a lot of people tell me, Mark, it's, you're just a connector. You just go from one event to another event and you go from one situation to another situation and you connect well with people. And when they tell me that, one thought that just triggers in the back of my mind, I, I know, I, I, and I would come up and I tell them, I wish you knew how bad I was at one point. Mm -hmm. Because that was a decision for me to actually, okay, I have to unlearn all those bad communication, bad relationship, bad, com bad connection type techniques, and then learn with the new mindset. So if you tell me, oh, Mark, you're so good with it, just listen to the stories how bad I was. If you want to mm -hmm. know uh, a little story, when I was in college, I was so shy, painfully shy. I can't even tell my name. Um, I remember in our dorm dormitory, uh, my friend and I got into the elevator with this uh, pretty girl. And uh, my friend is talking to her and then say, oh, and he's trying to introduce me to her. And then she looks at me and she says, what's your name? And I don't even raise my eyes from the bottom of the floor and I sheepishly say in a, in a lone, in a tone voice, I say, I am shy. I don't know my name. <laughs> I mean, how embarrassing is that? I mean, I, I am shy. I don't even know my name. Well, I mean, this is how painfully now that's funny. awkward. That's funny. Isn't funny? Well, it wasn't funny to me at the time. No, but that's funny. I mean, I, I can I can picture that written into the script of a situation comedy. <laughs> I love it. So. That's, I have come a long way from well, that yeah, point. Well, yeah, obviously there was that awkwardness. <laughs> okay, and I know about awkwardness too because one of the things that I talk about in my in my book, yes. particularly when we're talking about the first chapter and that day that I had my wake up call, as you call it, that's right, was the person that I was before that moment was awkward. That's right. Socially awkward. Socially awkward. Yeah. So the social awkwardness part of me had to be overcome and that was overcome through trial and error yes but fortunately in the trial process there were people that helped me yes. to believe in me and to understand that i had worth and value and benefit you cannot, this do, is, you cannot do life alone i always say that you cannot isn't this what's happening to you isn't this really the progression of your life because as i've heard your story you have always talked about the awkwardness of some of the choices that you made 
those being influenced by big dreams but not really having a focus on the big picture and then when you hit the wall you hit the wall hard and And I'm proud of it and it took you a long time to pull yourself together but even you say that part of that process of healing and becoming more like you were meant to be was facilitated by people that were brought into your life exactly who saw you for your value okay am I right this is an interesting perspective I like it, John. I like it. Yes, I do want to address that without people who care for you, uh-huh. you cannot reach your full potential. If you're lucky enough, who says, okay, John, I believe in you. I believe in you because I've seen how hard you work. I've seen your passion. I've seen your sincerity. I've seen your care for others. Not, they, don't, they don't just say, they, I believe in you and walk away. But they've been specific, sincere. And they, they tell you exactly how they feel. I feel blessed. I feel blessed, John, that I've been on this journey with the people who love me and who I love. But I want to make sure I address your earlier question. Why did you ask me about being a social butterfly? Were you serious? Were yes, you seriously asking me, serious. John? Yes, I was seriously Why? asking Why? Well, what is Because the, what, I've what been called it? a social butterfly. Okay, you have been. Okay. Now, recently, of course... Uh, where are you going with this? I want to understand what is the purpose behind this question. Okay, let me try to... First of all, put it in proper perspective. Being called a social butterfly, I don't flinch at it anymore. But there was a time when I thought, hey, that's great. I'm a social butterfly. And then I realized social butterflies are actually considered in a negative context for a lot of people because social butterflies are individuals. If you watch a butterfly, butterfly moves from spot to spot to spot. They're they're, they're, They're traipsing all over the place, but they never stay in one spot very long. That's the problem that I began to realize about myself. I was too easily distracted. And in my distraction, you may remember I gave a talk recently on video about how when people were talking with me, I had a difficulty focusing on them as they were speaking and giving them my full attention because my eyes were looking around at other things. I was taking in other things. But the problem is people want your attention Attention. because they the gift of your attention the gift of your it's a gift and so now i see myself as not a social butterfly and don't want to be considered a social butterfly i see myself as a person who will stop look listen empathetically and learn And then I see myself as a person who is perfectly comfortable with engaging a complete stranger in a conversation in hopes of making a new friend. Wow, that is great. And you know what? I actually, I knew or I kind of felt your intent when you asked me about social butterfly because I knew that in our culture that social butterfly has deleterious, not deleterious, but has derogatory meaning. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It, it can does. be. Because what is social butterfly? Social butterfly just goes from one, one place to another place without adding value, except maybe cross-pollinating some plants, which we... Or a rumor. Or a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, possibly. But what I, I just want to go back to the original uh, purpose mm-hmm. of, of this discussion, where you have a chance to volunteer or you have a chance to serve in a community, in some meaningful, purposeful mm-hmm. way. And you don't have to get a paid position because 
me serving in church, guess how much I got paid? Zero. Zero. I've done that myself. Okay. So you know what it is. It's, it's not monetary work. It's intrinsic work. It's, it's something that deep inside that this, your soul or your being craves to serve, to be part of the community. But interesting thing happened. After I did my, my term as a youth leader at church, I became a better leader. You see, because I understood the dynamics of social interaction. Mm-hmm. And in a nonprofit, a volunteer environment, you, I mean, as a leader, it's not where your position of rank. You say, okay, I'm a youth leader. You go do this because we need to do this by this date. It's completely different. When you have a group of people that are united by a common bond and you are leader, let's say you, you've been elected or you've been unofficial leader, you move people with your passion. You move people with your care. And people, just like John Maxwell always say, people don't care how much you know until they see how much you care. I agree. Isn't that right? That's absolutely okay. right. So what I'm trying to say is if you in your life and you're thinking for a bigger challenge or you're thinking, you know what, you're stuck. You're stuck at this level of in your career or in your relationship. Take a leap. Find an organization where you live. Maybe it's in your school. Maybe it's in your church. Maybe it's in your library. Maybe it's in your hospital. Or just You just find the time, maybe one hour, two hours, three hours a week, or in the weekends where you just give. Mm-hmm. And you just become part of the community. You don't have to be in the leadership position, but contribute in a meaningful way because you become a better person. Because I, like I told you right in the beginning of this, of this uh, episode, John, I always waited and approached my life in, a, in terms of statistics, in terms of profit, in terms of balance sheet, right. in terms of income statement. And I was not a very interesting person. I mean, some people will argue I might not be that interesting now. However, I know that my blessing, this time that I served in a, in a nonprofit, in a community organization that, that is church, mm-hmm. that was religious, that was congregation, yes. that gave me a whole new dimension. And I'm so blessed that I was, that was a part of me, and I, I cannot share enough my excitement. And what, and not only did I learn who I was and the things that I can be as a leader, but the another benefit of serving is you make friends for life. Yes, friends who actually love you and care for you, and this is all. I mean, there's no, there's no money exchange. There's no, I mean, this is the friends for life until you are on this earth. And friends for life are priceless. Absolutely priceless. Now, what do you think? Let me ask you this. Do you currently today have the opportunity to do any volunteer work? Now, I do know, and we consider service in Toastmasters and in a Toastmasters club, although you pay... For membership, it is still a voluntary choice, and it is voluntary because you see that they can help you, but you also see where you can be better for the club, for the people that are growing and learning, as well as what you take from there and apply in the course of your everyday life, whether it's pursuing a vocation. Your vocation is professional communications through the spoken word and through the writing of your books and also through your blog and through your videos and other tools that you're currently doing. But in addition to that, you have avocations. You still have your 
commitment to your church. You may not be a youth leader now, but yet you have a role in church, not just to go there and benefit from the worship experience, but hopefully you're also reciprocating back through giving service here when it's needed or providing encouragement where it's needed. I'm thinking about voluntary things. I do work in church. I'm involved in the choir. But how did it benefit you? Like for me, well, John, but, I, I just want to make sure I take a little pause and a pause. But hold this, hold this nugget load of information because volunteering for me that see, I mean, it brought me to the next level of understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made me a better person. Volunteer work makes you a better person. Yeah. How did volunteer work make you or what did it do in your life? Like if you would succinctly say. Today, what it's done is it's made me realize that it's not about me, but it's about what I can give back. Wow. Okay. So it's, so you honestly full-on believe that it's not about you. No, can't it's be It's not about you. about you. And this is your mindset. This is how you approach everything, how you approach life, how you approach uh, your business. How, it is, is that... becoming more and more the mantra of my life, if I can use that term, because okay. I have found that if I have self-seeking motives, self-seeking motives, will, will, they will manifest And when they manifest, suddenly it's not about the people that I'm engaged with. It's about what's in it for me. That's the problem with the world is that it's what's in it for me. Everybody is thinking about that. And what's in it for me? That what does it lead to? Well, it leads to selfish behavior. Not only okay. What what else does it lead to? It leads to destruction in your relationship. Isn't that right? It'll destroy relationships. It can destroy nations. It can destroy communities, churches, businesses. When you when you continue and push on with this, what's in it for me? It can serve you for a while. And if you're good and if you create a system and if you've been good at it for a while, it can take you for a little longer. But the ultimate result is what? Downfall. Yeah, and you're going to be it's lonely. Downfall. You're, you're going to be, be lonely. lonely. And lonely when you really need it. Isn't that yeah. right? And, mean, and life should be one about not being lonely. One, I said at the beginning, no man's an island. No man's an island. If you're an island, guess what? You're alone. <laughs> I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're in. The, you're surrounded by nothing but water. And and we know that life, I mean, treats everyone in different ways. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's no. There's no. You don't get a lot of breaks. I mean, do you get a lot of breaks in life, John? I'm beginning. To I mean, a few ca- times, I'm maybe. beginning to count things as breaks more and more. But if you're talking about those big, big breaks and everything, I find those don't come. Really, the reality is, is if you want success, if you want to strive, if you want to achieve, if you want to thrive, you have to put work into it. That's right. But I'm not saying that. Okay. Oh, poor you. Oh, poor me. I don't no, get no, any no, 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 no. This, this is not the direction I want to go. What I want to say, and I, I like what, what you were saying, because this, this mindset, it's not about you. It's not about you. It, it is really not about you because if you have this mindset of giving, right people will find you. Exactly. Right projects will come into your hands mm-hmm. and right contribution will become part of you. It's not about you. It's not. Kind of like a law of attraction, but a law of attraction in a different sort of law way. Law of attraction. You know, I always hear this. Uh, can you tell me more? What is uh, you'd have to read the secret to okay. know about it because okay. basically the law of attraction it, so is that... I think the law of attraction is just a, is just a reiteration of a statement that was actually made by Napoleon Hill many years ago. Mm. Napoleon yes, yes, said yes. that whatever you can conceive in your mind and believe with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, <laughs> it will come true. Well, to me, that's that's a great statement if you're seeking excellence as an individual in the 
idea of the secret, it's about thinking, let's say you need money. So you say, I'm rich. I have a million dollars. It's out there. It just needs to come to me. So I'm going to believe in that million dollars, and it's going to be attracted to me. I don't believe that. It's like somebody, I heard a question yesterday on, of all things, Family Feud. All right. Well, you know what? Family Feud is excellent program. In fact, it has helped me many, many afternoons in my college days. Yes. But as I was listening to the question, of 100 people surveyed, what percentage, what was the percentage of those that said they believe a psychic is 100% correct? Okay, I'm curious to know now. <laughs> this is a good setup. 1%. So, so 1% out of 100 believes that psychic is 100% correct? Exactly. Okay, so... Uh, that's no surprise there. No, uh, not really. Yeah, and it's not to knock psychics either. I think what it's trying to say is this. If you think it's going to come to you and you sit there and spend all your time doing nothing but waiting for it to come to you because you're thinking about it, that's that 1% or less that's going to happen in your life. It's not chance. Chance is rare. Chance is nothing but luck. Chance is being in the right place at the right time. And again, there's nothing wrong with having a break or having a chance. What I realized is that the people who are successful, the people who have friends, the people who accomplish much and leave a great legacy are the people who from the moment they step out, they step out with this idea that they have something to give. Contribution. It's been given to them, and it's a blessing that they have it. It's a talent, it's and a the talent was not meant to be hoarded. This gift okay. was not meant to be held tight. It was meant to be to share. offered. To share. To share and with the world. Share it and share it thankfully and gratefully. When you, when and you share it, it multiplies. Because I think a lot of times, John, and this is a good point, and I'm actually part of this. That's why I want to share this with you and with listeners. A lot of times, me as a person, Mark, I live inside my own head. And of course, we all live inside our own head. It's difficult to... But what the danger of it is, we are so close to our own lives. And we're just you know, swimming in our own worries and fears and insecurities. That sometimes it's hard to see that there's a bigger picture out there. Mm -hmm. There's people who are suffering. There's people who are afflicted with you know, Alzheimer's and uh, other mental and physical, de just debilitating conditions that make life difficult yeah right and i think when you look beyond yourself you open up to the possibility john i want to share this quote that i just heard a few days ago it takes confidence to be humble i like that quote have you ever heard that no actually i had not i like that it takes confidence to be humble so this actually ties to what i was said earlier um, I was on a path to be a businessman, learned to school, started a few businesses, worked in the corporate environment, and then I was brought to church. And, well, I mean, if church is not your flavor, if that's not what you want to do, you can still volunteer in mm -hmm. a nonprofit yeah. where, where you can be meaningfully contributing in some, in some way that is appropriate for you. Right. And I think what this combination of experience have taught me is that it takes confidence to be humble. And I think if you are too confident or too cocky or too self-assured, um, it's hard to be humble. But I think if you are confident 
and you humble at the same time, you open up new colors in your life. You attract new people in your life and you attract ideas, ideas that can help you become better. And now, and did you ever hear this um, from Dale Carnegie that there's no interaction that is neutral, that you either leave people a little better or a little worse. So you can have a mindset, just like you were saying, have a gift, like I want to give. So every time I have a conversation with you, or maybe you're gonna have a conversation with somebody at the checkout line in the grocery store, or maybe you're gonna have uh, talk with the receptionist or somebody who is out there outside of the building asking, collecting money for homeless causes. Mm -hmm. If you leave that person after your interaction a little better, isn't that your contribution? That's value added. I That's like value that. added. It's there's no interaction that is neutral. And I used to think that, oh, you know what? I don't want to smile and I don't want to say hello. But I realized, no, number one, smile doesn't cost you a thing. That's right. It really doesn't cost you a thing. It's actually good for your face. And, and it's good for your face. And <laughs> do you ever see someone and you they smile, but they don't actually smile with their eyes? They only smile with their face. And I think this opportunity lost. Yes, it's it is. It's opportunity lost because if someone smiles at you, I mean, we we are built, we are wired to respond. And I just want to make sure I point out, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. It it takes confidence to be humble. And I think it takes time to arrive at that conclusion. Mm -hmm. What do you think, John? Oh, I agree with you completely. Because the whole point of living is to put some kind of light in someone's life, share a smile, because a smile, when given sincerely, out of a heart of joy, can give hope to someone who may be at that particular point in their life in a place where they don't see hope. And suddenly someone cares enough to smile, look at them, share a kind word, or even say something as simple as, thanks, I'm That's glad it. you're here. That's it. And I, I love that. And like I said, if you That's go, rich. go outside of who you are, go outside of your little world that you have created mm -hmm. and just give, find a place, Get find a place where you can contribute. Uh, like I said, it doesn't have to be in the leadership position, but just be outside of your own personal needs because it is ultimately not about you. It's about the contribution that you can make mm -hmm. in where you are. John, thank you. This was a wonderful episode and I love it. And I invite everyone to continue the conversation online. Um, subscribe on iTunes or in SoundCloud or Stitcher and I'll see you next time.